Hi guys, this is episode five of Yes Girl Yes, an aspiring co-podcast. I still want to say hey girl hey every time I do the intro, I don't know what my deal is. Um, so today, well the topic for today is productivity and and efficiency as a means of preventing burnout. And I just cannot relate to this anymore. Um, I wanted to just share a couple of quick things before we get into it with our guests. So we are affiliates with Audible. Um, If you want to listen to an awesome book, please give it a try and use our code. So go to audibletrial.com slash yesgirlyes and you'll have a free month to check out an audiobook, see if you like it, and then it renews at just $14.99 a month. Audible is awesome. My library is stacked. I have like a ton of books. They're great for long drives. Um, anyway, get into it. Um, secondly, our topic today, like I said, is productivity and efficiency as a means of preventing burnout. I saw this tweet the other day and it just has resonated so much with me. I'm going to share it with you guys. Um, this is from at Kyle Plant Emoji. Um, Tired of explaining that I don't have the time doesn't mean literally every second of my schedule is accounted for, but rather I'm giving as much of myself as I'm currently able to give. Like that is a a word. Um, I feel like there are so many times within my day and my my life, my weeks, whatever, um, where I just have to tell people no or I just don't have like the bandwidth to take on more and I'm really trying to just like accept that and lean into it and just own it as a part of my my new norm um so yeah I hope that's helpful it helps set a little bit of framework for the discussion that we're going to be having our guest today is Joanne Wetzel um Joanne is the founder of the Girl Inspired Project Um, We interviewed Joanne as an it girl on um, our website earlier this month. Um, So I'm just going to read under, tell us a little bit about who you are. Um, Just pretend like I'm Joanne as I read this. I'm equal parts military brat, business obsessed, and world changer. I grew up bouncing around from place to place as a Marine daughter, and I think that instilled a sense of wanderlust in me since day one. I've been married to my husband, Michael, for almost three years and feel so grateful he shares my love of travel, adventure, and the outdoors. We have two rescue dogs who we take hiking frequently. In 2017, I became involved in the animal welfare and rescue community, which has changed my life in more ways than one. I'm a big foodie as I worked in restaurants in college, so we love checking out new cuisines and places that open in Raleigh. Yoga plays a major role in allowing me to be physically and emotionally healthy, to run a successful business. After all, yoga is life on and off the mat. I'm a firm believer in building community over competition, so I spent a lot of my time encouraging, meeting, and working alongside other businesswomen at any local coffee joint you can think of. Other than that, Michael and I are getting ready to sell our house and travel the country living in an RV, which is going to be a whole other story in itself. Joanne, I am so excited to have you. Let's get started. 
How are you? I'm so well. I'm doing, I've been really looking forward to sitting down and talking with you today because as, as we kind of talked about before you started recording, (laughs) I have a lot to share about this topic. (laughs) I am pumped. Okay. So this is episode five of Yes Girl Yes, Inspiring Co. Podcast. I'm Danae. I'm sitting with Joanne Wetzel from um, the Girl Inspired Project, and I am so pumped to talk to her. Yeah. Hey, guys. <laughs> um, did you want me to just like introduce the Girl Inspired Project a little bit? Yeah. Tell me, tell us all the things. Oh, and let me, I'm going to also give you, I'm going to give us a plug collectively. <laughs> so okay. um, I also interviewed Joanne for um, Aspiring Co. on our website. So if you want to go there, you can check out her It Girl profile. It's awesome. Lots of great information and details. But yeah, please tell us, tell us all the things. Just start from the very beginning. (laughs) I think think it's very appropriate that we're going to be talking about like efficiency and productivity in business to prevent burnout today because the Girl Inspired Project is not my first business. It is actually my fourth. My husband and I also owned a business together. um, But my main business that I had before this one was um, I was a freelance hairstylist and makeup artist and I completely burned out. So when I moved from doing freelance hair and makeup to now owning the Girl Inspired Project, I wanted to start a business that really empowers women in their businesses so that they can, like, with education, so they can lead more inspiring, fulfilled businesses. Because as we all know, we wear all the hats, we do all the things, we can be stretched thin, (laughs) (laughs) and some days we just feel like maniacs. I mean, for lack of a better, I just sometimes, some days I feel like I've got, my mind is in 45 different directions. Yes. So the Girl Inspired Project was really created to, again, provide education, empowerment, so that women feel supported in their business. That's really the sort of short and sweet uh, way to describe it. I'm like over here snapping my fingers. I snap because I don't want to clap and be like, yes. And then you're like talking and distracted. And also no one can hear what you're saying. So I'll just be like... <laughs> snapping my fingers over here. Um, I love all of that. And I, what we were talking about before we actually hit record, um, I feel like I'm in a space where burnout is just like right around the corner, you know, and I'm trying to prevent it. And I mean, granted, I feel like with everything you have seasons of like super busy versus like more downtime, more relaxing times in your business um, and just like in life period. Um, But this is definitely like a busy week. So yes. been for like the last maybe two months, it feels like it's just been like nonstop. Um, so I definitely want to talk about all the things. With the well, and I think, yes, it's a season and that's kind of when I'm in this space. Cause I'm, I'm kind of where you are right now too. Cause I'm going out of town next week. So I've been like just working like crazy to get a lot of things done. Um, it is a season. It's not always going to be like this. Mm-hmm. Like those are things that I will like tell myself in my mind. Um, but also that, you know, we put the pressure on ourselves. Oh, yes. These things don't need to be done today, right now. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about, about prioritizing, but like these, these are all things like, do I really need to like build out this course today or can I break it into chunks and like do it over time? Or, 
you know, and, and I don't know how you are, but I'm a little guilty of this in that, like, I have a to-do list on my phone and I, like, a weekly to-do list, but then I'll just keep adding to it when I'm like, oh, but I also want to do this and I want to get this mm-hmm. done. And then I look at my day and I'm like, well, no wonder I can't get everything. Like, I don't even have time to eat. <laughs> right. You know? Oh my God. I, okay. So I am a habitual, like, to-do list keeper. I cannot keep them in my phone because I get very distracted with notifications. Mm -hmm. It like starts this rabbit hole of like, oh, I just got an email from so-and-so. Let me stop what I'm doing and respond to that. And then something else comes in and then I stop what I'm doing there and I like jump over. And then the other thing for me is that I have so many um, like projects, but also like I have a lot of jobs because I'm in this transitional period Mm -hmm. of like trying to make this profitable and then having to still pay my bills. So I have to-do lists for different like projects and different, it, I get insane. I put like personal, aspiring co, um, job, uh, freelance, and then I put stuff under all of those. And then I've just been trying to like manage it. So I have a little bit of things that have worked for me, but I definitely am open to suggestions because this <laughs> is crazy. Well, I think, and I'm, I'm right there with you. So I have like my sticky notes on my, my desktop and I have probably five or six of like house, like personal moving. Um, my, I do a lot of social media work and marketing for the nonprofit that I volunteer with as well as the girl inspired project. And then when you also have a podcast and you're doing all the editing, it just, it does, it tends to be a lot. So, uh, do you want me to go ahead and let's get right dive in? Okay. Yeah, so I have, I have five different things, but you kind of let me know if we're running long or, or when or wherever you want me to stop. So I love that we've already been talking a little bit about our tasks <laughs> because we all know there's a lot of them. So uh, along the way, and I'm, I'm a huge like finance, personal finance person too. And so I learned this tip from Dave Ramsey. Um, he talks about prioritizing our tasks. Do you know who Dave Ramsey is by chance? I do. Okay. Yeah, I do. So he breaks our tasks down into by like an important an importance and urgency matrix. So it's like a four quadrant. It sounds super nerdy, everybody, but just hang with me here. But essentially he breaks it down into like your first quadrant is essentially like what is important and urgent. Okay, what do you need to get done like today? Those are your tasks you need to get done today. And then your quadrant two is like it's important right? But it's mm-hmm. not super urgent. So, and then you have quadrant three, which is not important, but urgent. And then I'll talk a little bit more about what's in each of these quadrants here in a second. Um, and then quadrant four, which is not important and not urgent, which are mm-hmm. things like social media and yep. checking our phones and yep. watching Netflix, <laughs> uh, multitasking, etc. So a lot of us spend um, a lot of time in quadrant four, which is why at the end of the day, we look back and we don't get any like we're like what did I do today I didn't get anything done mm-hmm. so most of your daily tasks are going to center around quadrant one which is like your projects that have a deadline pressing issues last minute requests things like that and then um, quadrant two is super important in that it comprises of long-term planning right which we all need to do in our business but sometimes we don't do um, working towards your goals recreation self-care exercising like Mm -hmm. those really important pieces that are going to allow us to continue to build our business and then quadrant three are things like what you were just talking about where um you know it's it's urge it's it's important but it's not necessarily urgent in that 
it's like emails that we need to answer, like client phone calls, text messages, stuff like that. So I always like to keep myself aligned throughout the day because we do, again, we get super distracted. Is what I am doing right now in this very moment what needs to be done today? And if I'm like scrolling on social media or I'm like, I don't know, turning on my new favorite show or anything like that, and I'm saying to myself, I'm not getting done what I need to get done today. And no wonder I look back, you know, eight hours later and I'm like, well, I didn't accomplish anything because I was hanging out in quadrant four. Um, I love that though. I was like, let me get my notebook out and take notes. (laughs) That's what I want. Yeah. Spending so much time on things that just like ultimately do not matter, but they make you feel like they just, they make you feel like you're not doing anything, you know? Mm -hmm. And then like, when you look at the, when you look at where you spent your time, you're like, I literally did nothing for two hours and that it's fine to do nothing for two hours, but it should be like a purposeful, intentional nothing of like, I'm relaxing. I'm like, you know, I'm resting. I'm watching my favorite show. Not I'm scrolling on Instagram mindlessly, you know? And I think we've, we've been conditioned to respond to that, you know, that sense of like urgency with social media and with the internet and with emails pinging in and with notifications. Like I don't even get any of my cell phone notifications on the screen of my, like the main screen of my phone. So I actually have to go into all of my apps and check things because you just get distracted and you're like, Oh, so and so commented on my post. I like those things are just, Yes, it's important to engage with your audience on media and to answer emails, but those are things that are like not, they're just not important right this second, you know? There's like a time and place for it. I'm really big and I feel like this is your number two thing of like batching your work. I just kind of like what I have found to be successful when I actually implement it, (laughs) which is like a huge caveat of when I do what I'm supposed to be doing. um, I try to just like put my tasks in like categories and I'm like okay so from eight to like two I can work on aspiring co Mm -hmm. and then from like two to five I can work on this project and then from like in the evening maybe I can do some freelance stuff that I've been meaning to get done or you know like I just try and break out my day that way so that I can at least say that like at the end of the day I did this and like I worked on these projects today and I feel like otherwise, if I don't get intentional about the time and like what I'm supposed to be doing within that chunk of time, things get out of hand very quickly. Yes. Yes, girl. Yes. <laughs> We're preaching it. It's so true. And I think so. So talking upon batching your work, like for the first three years of my, my first business, I didn't even know what that was. Like until somebody was like, girl, batch your work. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. I'm like, what do you mean? And they're like, so I, you know, I got to a point where I was like, I have this is my day to like shop for makeup and this mm-hmm. is my day to edit video and this is my day to respond to, you know, do, do bridal contracts and outlines and schedules and email clients and things like that confirm all my other clients for the week. But before I did that, I was doing kind of what we talked about earlier where I was, I would do like, okay, I'm going to answer this email and now I need to call this bride mm-hmm. and then I'm going to check social media. Mm-hmm. And what happens is it's just a time suck. And then the, by the end of the day, you haven't made any, you haven't like, no, you haven't taken any massive action in your business. Right. Just kind of, you're skimming the surface of like just the maintenance piece of your business. Right. You know? Right. It's not so, sustainable. 
guys, if you're listening and you're kind of doing all of these like little tasks here and there, I really want you to start to think about like, how can you batch your work? Like, so for me, Thursday is like my podcast editing day and I spend the entire day just working on one episode or two episodes, depending on how much I get done and doing the editing and the graphics and like just focusing on that. And I always get it done. Now, if I were to try to split it up and do, I'm going to edit this podcast and then I'm going to build a course and then I'm going to write content and then I'm going to write a blog post. Like nothing is going to be completed. That's <laughs> my life. Yeah. <laughs> I can to that. Well, some things are just going to be unfinished, you know, but right. certainly like let's, let's also achieve something so that we feel motivated and yep. we feel good about the direction that we're headed as opposed to just feeling like, oh, I have all this and I've completed none of it. And now I'm just going to go eat potato chips and lay in bed and watch TV. Yep. Which is fine too sometimes. You just have to do that. Yeah. No, I completely agree. I feel like I'm always juggling and like doing too many tasks at once. And so nothing really gets done well. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the times, w- I mean, even when I say like I'm batching my work and I'm working on aspiring co for whatever, it's like, but what am I doing? <laughs> you know, am I handling the inbox? Am I dealing with... Um, you know, website updates, am I posting on social media, am I editing podcasts, editing um, articles and stuff, and so I feel like that's the hardest thing for me, because it's like, oh, I could do a little bit of this, a little bit, of, and I, like, end up doing, but then at the end of the day, I've completed nothing, and I'm, like, working on the same projects for, like, weeks at a time, and people are like, I thought you already did that, and I'm like, yeah, I thought so too, but here we are, <laughs> you know, Yeah, and certainly, you know, there are going to be things that you're going to plan it out and you're going to batch it, and then it's going to take you three, four times as long as what you initially anticipated, and that's okay. Just batch it out for, like, the next week. Just get to a stopping point and say, okay, I'm just going to have to work on this again because, and sometimes that can be, like, for me, I'm, you know, when I'm developing a course, like, sometimes the research takes longer. Sometimes there's just more that I need to know about that particular thing that, or or there's a step in the process I didn't anticipate. Mm -hmm. So definitely give yourself grace, try to batch your work. And that can, that is certainly going to look different for every business, but, you know, especially maybe you're a product person and you create products, like maybe Tuesdays and Thursdays are like your days to make product. And then, you know, Wednesdays and Fridays are your shipping days, you know, so you're just, you're not trying to do everything all the time because yeah. that's just not okay <laughs> we just can't do that You're correct uh okay that was awesome Thank you. um i see next on our list is give yourself less time to get things done uh-huh for our work week yes so this is probably my favorite now this is my favorite on the list um tim ferris i don't know if you have heard mm-hmm. of him. He's an entrepreneur Um, I started reading his book. I haven't finished it yet, but he totally changed my mind about the way that I run, like that I schedule out my business. Um, And so the time that we've been given for like corporate jobs and and work, right, is a 40 hour work week, but it's an arbitrary number that companies and corporations just like set up. There's no actual scientific, there's no backed fact in that 40 hours a week is super productive. So what I really want you guys to think about is how, what would happen if instead of working eight or 10 hours a day, I worked six or I worked four and I got the same amount done in that little bit of time. Um, Because if we could really hone in on batching our work, prioritizing our tasks and removing and eliminating distractions, almost knocked my microphone off the table because I'm so, (laughs) so fine. 
<laughs> like hone in and eliminate all the time wasters and all the fillers, like we could get twice, twice or three, three times as much done in the same amount of time. And it's just, if you really think about it, it's just absolutely amazing. Um, so that's kind of the premise of his book. And he also talks more about automation and all this other stuff. But um, just to give you guys an example from like my own business, even with the last project that I, that I turned out, I gave myself three months, okay? And I could have done it in one. But I procrastinated, I prioritized other things, and I had just had too much time. So then I just kind of like draw, you know, drew it out a little bit. And I could have done it in one month and then been moving on to other projects. So if I would have gotten hyper-focused. And it's kind of like when you go on vacation and you you like you work super hard before vacation, right? Because you've got all the stuff you have to get done. Yes. But you're hyper-focused. You're not letting other distractions and other things get in the way. So if you think about like working in that capacity, you could literally work 20 hours a week and be triply, 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 triply effective. I make up words when I'm talking. Me too. But the thing is, like, when I make up a word, everyone knows what it means. It's not just, like, complete nonsense, you know? Well, like, in, in the flow. Exactly. Yeah, in the, in the flow of conversation. <laughs> so really thinking on all of that, I want you to give you guys, I want you guys to give yourself stricter deadlines and shorter working hours. And of course, take breaks. But um, you will, I want you to see how much that you can accomplish with, like, a hard deadline, for, for sure. sure. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, I know for me, I have to give myself deadlines, otherwise nothing gets done. Um, I've even found like with interviews and with like getting content out from people, if I give them too much time, I never see it back. If I, you know, you have to like, you have to, with deadlines for other people, deadlines for yourself, give yourself enough time to not drive yourself crazy to get it done. But at the same time, don't give yourself too much time because then you're not motivated to do it and it doesn't feel urgent until like maybe the day or two before. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, and we, we work well under urgency and pressure mm-hmm. when we know that like, I have got to get this out. And I've already told, and I also find that it's, it's really helpful to tell people like, when yep. you're doing something. So for me, like I'm launching this course on May 1st and if it's April 22nd, like it right. needs happen you know and I've already like I've got accountability now from other people so um yeah it's just it's something that's completely changed the way that that I do business and um it's it's absolutely such a cool little hack and business tip I love that yeah I'm telling you that's the only way that my brain functions I have to have a deadline um even if it's self-imposed I still feel pressure from like you said we're gonna get this done on this day you know like let's get it done kind of thing. Um, so I, that's perfect. Yay. Glad you like it. <laughs> yes. This list is just like validation and affirmation. Yes. For you. okay, you're not crazy. You can do this girl. Yep. <laughs> um, okay. So number four was implement tools and resources for automation. And I want to know all your thoughts on this because I, I think part of it is like control, you know, of like not wanting to let, like physically let go of that aspect. But at the same time, like there has to be more efficient ways to do things, you know? Well, and honestly, and and I'm probably going to, I'm going to probably blow your mind with some of the stuff that I'm going to, well, we'll get to some of that later on, but for tools and automation, um, you know, there's just a lot of like really boring, repetitive tasks that we do in our businesses. Mm-hmm. And 
they're just really not an excellent use of like our business time. So fortunately though, like with the explosion of like creative entrepreneurs and digital entrepreneurs, like we have so many tools and resources at our fingertips that a lot of us are not even like taking advantage of that will allow us to run our businesses more efficiently and remove a lot of those like just boring, repetitive time, you know, time um, sucking tasks, right? So I want you guys to think about like, where can you automate in your business right now? Like what tools or apps can you implement to save um, you time from less important tasks? So like for for instance, I'm gonna give you guys just a few examples of some things that you can think about for automation in your business. Like what does your invoicing look like? Do you have a system that you use um, where your invoices are pre-made and it will automatically send out reminders to your clients or are you having to actually go in manually and send out emails to remind people to pay you. Like that's a simple, tiny, little itty bitty automation that you can just send out that invoice again. Like maybe they don't open it or maybe they don't look at it after a week. Okay, well it's gonna send that email again. Um, that's just, you, and, and obviously you have to get paid. So that's one great thing. Right. That you <laughs> so in terms of social media, like are you scheduling out your social media in advance? Um, like through a scheduling or planning app or are you waiting to have to like post it yourself at 10.45 a.m. having to be on your phone? Because I feel like for me, like sometimes I'm like right in the middle of my work day. I don't want to have to pause to post on social media, you know, re-edit my caption, upload my hashtags. Like it can just really um, take up so much time. Um, when you're emailing your clients like similar information, do you have canned responses set up? Mm -hmm. Like I, I tell people this sometimes, they're like, what? And I'm like, so you're emailing the same information over and over. You're having to type out that information over yeah. and over. And that's so much time. Again, that's just something, a way to be way more efficient and productive. You know, there are um, photographers that I know that use um, like Dubsado or HoneyBook that send your clients contracts. They take them through the entire process from like initial inquiry to actually booking you. And of course there is some personalization that you want to incorporate throughout that process. You, you don't want them just talking to a robot, but certainly you do need to be sitting down and spending all your time just sending contracts. No, right. certainly not. And then, you know, for calendars and like meetings and appointments, like take advantage of like Acuity or Google Calendar where it will automatically send reminders to people. Mm -hmm. Those are just a few, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not an automation expert. Let me just say that. But I've learned a lot in my many years of business. And some of these things you'll definitely have to pay for. But if that can remove and free up some of the mental clutter that you can actually grow your business, it's a very small but incredibly valuable investment that you're going to make. For sure. And also like not just automation, but sh just thinking of like inefficiencies that you come across. Mm -hmm. So like you were saying with like sending contracts for me, um, when I'm doing like freelance design stuff, you know, or I have like a new client that's signed up, they're like, okay, where do we begin? Like, what do I do? What do I, you know, they have all these questions before I can even like address them, you know, cause obviously, obviously I'm going to address them. I'm not just gonna like sign them up and they have no idea what's going on, you know? But it's like, okay, now that I've noticed that this is a thing, how can I eliminate that, like, from jump, you know? Mm -hmm. So maybe that means, like, having a little pretty graphic that's like, hey, here are all the steps. Here's all the things that you're signing up for, and this is, like, how we're going to pretty much move through this process. And instead of having to explain that every single time, you can just get ahead of it, you know? Just make the graphic, send it, like, along with the invoice <laughs> or whatever the case may be. Um, but I feel like there's a ton of inefficiencies that like 
sometimes we're so in the weeds that we don't even notice them mm-hmm. um, until you're until you just feel like this immense dread of like I don't want to do it and then you're like oh maybe because I've already done this 700 times oh, maybe <laughs> there's a, a better way to do this you know well and I think we um yeah I think that sometimes like you said we don't look at those things but if we just stop and reflect on our business for a minute and we, we ask ourselves, like, what are my clients constantly asking me? Mm-hmm. What issues are they having when booking my product? Like, try to look at your business as if you were a consumer. Or even ask a friend or somebody to kind of, you know, go through your, like, your onboarding process and say, what, you know, pitches or difficulties did they have that they can, you know, share with you so that right. you can work to remove those difficulties, frustrations, and barriers so your client has a better experience and it's a lot easier for you because you guys shouldn't be answering, you know, the same, you know, what is your pricing right. times. Right. You know? Exactly. Uh, that is, I just, I live. <laughs> like, well, I mean, so for you, like you, you, you were very interested in automation. Like I'm just curious kind of what you want to work on in your business. Oh my God. There are so many things. Okay. So first off, um, and I cannot, I can also never remember what I've already shared about all of my like jobs and things. So we're just going to take it from the beginning. Um, so I work with a body positive yoga teacher and influencer um, as her executive assistant. And that is where a lot of my pain points come in because it's like tasks that I don't even like doing for myself that I'm doing for mm-hmm. someone else, you know? Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is just things that like can be way more efficient and like almost automated. Um, so that's one place and it could be anything from like, Hey, send me a bio and headshot for this. And you're just like, Oh my God, why do I have to keep doing, you know, (laughs) but like, obviously the person needs the bio and the headshot. That's why they're asking. Um, but like, I shouldn't have to go through 12 different Dropbox folders Mm -hmm. to find. So just like a lot of it is taking the time to get organized, but it's hard to do that Um, and I feel like this might be something that other people can relate to too. It's hard to do that in someone else's business when you can't do it for yourself or like to make time for it. Um, so that's one of the things, um, and that's just like one of many examples where things could just be a lot more efficient and neater. Um, and then for me, I am trying to step out of the realm of social media management just because I don't find it as exciting as I once did. Um, But also it's because of things like scheduling. Like I'm not the kind of person that's good with like sitting down and just like scheduling out posts for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've done a couple different things with different clients that I work with. And then the other thing for me is like the world that we live in, I feel like there's always terrible things happening. And I try to be sensitive of that when I'm posting on social media. So the idea of having it scheduled kind of freaks me out a little bit but I also what I've done instead is just like we have a google calendar and we have like post here's what the post is going to be here's what the caption is going to be and then like someone does have to manually go in and physically like push it through Mm -hmm. but it takes a lot of the like brain work out of it because it's already pre-planned and like pretty much ready to go um so that's one of the things For Aspiring Co., I just feel there's just, I'm trying to grow in different directions, and there's a lot of things that I'll probably be talking about, like, in a much larger conversation, Um, but 
I'm just trying to make things more efficient and so that I can spend my time growing the other aspects and not having to be like so in the weeds with a lot of this stuff. Um, and it, the thing is, it's, none of it is like work that I hate, you know, that's, I really like, at least when it comes to Aspiring Co, I pretty much like all of the tasks. So it's not a matter of that. It's just literally it being a time suck. Um, transcribing interviews, a time suck. <laughs> so I was like, mm-hmm. so for me, um, I, I have done both where we email out the questions and they just email in the answers. That was your experience. Mm-hmm. And then I also have, and I prefer that for a number of reasons, including the fact that I don't have to transcribe, but more importantly, people are more concise and it just makes for like a better read than when people are talking because they tend to like, I mean, sometimes you provide more detail, but it's also like, we could have said all of this in like three sentences as opposed to like five minutes of conversation, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So anyway, in that process, if I have someone that is like super busy or they just like don't have the, the bandwidth to sit down and type out answers, then I will offer the option to like just hop on a zoom the same way we are now I'll ask them the questions they'll answer and then I'm tasked with having to transcribe it it takes forever um if the conversation is on a good day let's say the conversation is like maybe 20 30 minutes long which that is like super brief um it will probably take two to three hours to transcribe if the conversation is an hour long it takes like it takes a ridiculous amount of time. So all of that to be said, I found a service that will actually go in and transcribe it for you. Um, and it's not unreasonable. It's like maybe like $6 or something, which is great. But the problem is you still have to go back in and edit that, mm-hmm. transcription, you know, so it's still a little bit of a time suck. Um, but I don't think there's really a way around it. But right. that's taking the, the bulk of the work out of it. Yeah, for six dollars, six right. hours of your time. Exactly, <laughs> sure. exactly. So um, there were just like little little things like that that you know you come across as you're you're trying to make things better for yourself and for other people, and you're just like, okay, there has to be another way to do this because this is taking a ridiculous amount of time, and no one is getting anything out of it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I think sometimes we have to ask ourselves that, like when we are in the weeds and we are doing, and we'll talk about that in my last little tip, like, well, I'll just segue right into that. We'll just mm-hmm. start talking about delegating and asking for help Ooh. and outsourcing. Um, so one of my favorite things, so this is probably my second favorite tip here, is that, so I'm in a mastermind group and we were talking about pricing recently. And one of the women, she was like, you know, well, she didn't say this verbatim, but she was like, you should not be spending all of your time on $10 an hour tasks when you charge $250 an hour. Mm-hmm. That means that your business, instead of paying out $10 per, this was not the example she used. I'm just making it up. But instead of paying somebody $10 or $15 an hour to help you, your business is costing you $240 an hour, Right. Because, so think about if you spend um, three hours on a problem that you could pay somebody else to do like $10 an hour for three hours, like you just gave up $720 in potential revenue. Mm -hmm. So when I started thinking about that way, I was like, oh my gosh, I need to start outsourcing and delegating because I'm spending, again, that time suck. Like I'm spending so much time on 
$10 tasks. And not to say that I'm not, you know, saying that I, I'm below $10 tasks, right. but if my specialty rate is $500 an hour, that's $490 in business revenue. That's just, it's not sustainable right. if you're losing that money. So I want you to think about um, where you can delegate your tasks outside of automation, ask for help if you're not able to hire somebody, family, friends, fellow business owners, um, and then, or outsource to virtual assistants. There are tons of women who are virtual assistants who travel around the world and they work for several clients and they just do simple business things, yep. $15, $20 an hour. And not only that, but you're increasing productivity and your business growth and you're removing non-specialty tasks from your plate. So that for me was a, like, I, it blew my mind when I was like, oh, so I charge this and I'm spending all my time on $10 an hour tasks. Yep. I love that. Um, it's something that I, and it kind of also goes back to that control thing of when you're used to doing everything yourself, you're like used to everything being done a certain way, you know, but I'm at a point where I'm like abandoning that <laughs> because it's not sustainable. Uh -uh. And I think, um, I want to say it was maybe Tina Fey that said this, um, that like when you hire good people, you just like let them do the work. Like you do everything in your power to make sure that you're hiring people who like you trust and who you believe can, can carry out this work the way that you would like it to be done for the most part. Mm -hmm. And then just like back off and let them do it. And I'm like so ready to take that step. So <laughs> um, we have been on like an intern search. I'm finally like, we're, we're here. We got some teammates. We're just going to yeah. all tackle this beast together. Um, but it is just like, it's impossible to do everything, you know? And so you're always sacrificing something. And whether that's, if you're sacrificing your time, then you're sacrificing your income, like you were saying, because that's time that you're spending. I mean, the time is like the resource that you can't get more of, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you're spending that time and you're not making money, you're losing money. Yeah. So like, what can you do to, to streamline that and to make it better? Well, and I, and I know that I know, and I know <laughs> that um, several of my like business owner friends have even said that, that they were really scared to hire. Right. Mm -hmm. And, but they did. And they were like, but you have to can think about it this way too, that like, yes, you're going to be paying this person, but what you, your business is going to grow exponentially yeah. because of it, because you have two people working on those same tasks. Um, and so I'm sure that everybody listening, you're kind of in different stages of business. So if you are at a stage where you can't hire somebody, I kind of want to give you some like ideas. Um, it's something that I did not do for a long time that I do now is I ask for help, like from family or friends who might be able to step in and like help me somewhere along the way in my business, mm -hmm. even like with business friends. Um, like if you're a product based business and you're doing a big launch, like have your, teach your family how to make your product and tell them you'll buy them pizza and beer, like to come in and help you get this big product launch done. Or, um, maybe you need help with your bookkeeping for your service based business. Like, you know, who do you know that is, or maybe you need help with contracts. Do you know someone who's a lawyer that would do it for you, you know, pro bono, and then you could give back in, in some point. Um, and then the other thing I think that people really hesitate when it comes to hiring is that 
guys, like start small. When you're hiring somebody, you don't have to start them off at 40 hours a week. Like maybe hire um, a college student, stay-at-home mom, somebody for like 10 hours, you know, not 10 hours, sorry, $2, two hours a week, $10 an hour, something like that. Like there are plenty of people out there who just want a little bit of extra income, but don't need like a 20-hour, 40-hour-per-week um, job. Like. Right just ask around, like put your feelers out there and you'll be very surprised at what comes back to you. But, um, you know, businesses are not built alone. They're like certainly built with community. And sometimes I think we forget that, yeah, we're solopreneurs, but we have to let down our pride and we need to just reach out to people. That is so true. I love that. I mean, and I sound like I have all this information and I sound like I've got it figured out, but I certainly don't either. Like <laughs> even, even going, you know, burning out my last business and like learning all these things along the way. Like I still have days where I'm like, Joanne, you just need to ask for help. Like, where can you be more efficient? You know, all of these, you know, where can I delegate? Like all of these different tasks and things are, that I'm sharing with you, all these ideas. Like, yeah. So just, you know, every day is a process. Yeah, we're all just learning and growing together and hopefully, you know, sharing the wisdom that we we learn, which I certainly appreciate. I feel like um, sometimes, well, not sometimes, pretty much all the time, experience is the best teacher, (laughs) but there's the gift of community where you don't have to go through all of the lessons to, like, get the takeaways, you know? Yes. I I mean, this is seven years of business that I'm sharing like things (laughs) from learning. So it definitely does not happen overnight. Um, And that's why, again, that's why I created the Girl Inspired Project because I do so much want women to kind of just really not experience what I went through. I mean, burnout is so real and, and it took me two years to come out of that. And if I just would have done things a little bit differently, Mm -hmm. then like I could maybe still be doing that business. Yeah. You know, so just ladies, learn all the things from this episode, (laughs) try to implement them in your business and save yourself a lot of just exhaustion and stress and overwhelm and heartache. Yes. And I mean, tell us what works, (laughs) you know, we've both said we don't have all the answers. These are just like things that have worked and things that, you know, we're practicing and learning and trying to like just solidify so if you guys have ideas, you know the, the email address like, or slide in the DMs. Let us know because yeah, this is like, uh, it's a process. Anything else? I, I'm open and I'm receiving. So just yeah. give, give me everything. Yeah. One of the things I do want to touch on, um, I, so this is going to probably be completely random, but to me, it, I just feel like it needs to be said. Um, when I was in college, I had a ton of internships and I think all of them were unpaid, but they all helped me to like get to where I am. Like I, I feel like all of them were, and even if they're not directly like experience related, they have like opened the door for whatever job or whatever else, because people have seen that I'm like doing the work, you know, um, I know that everyone's experience is not that way. (laughs) So I think when you, if you're in a place where you're looking for help and you are considering bringing on interns, I think the biggest thing is just being completely transparent about like where you are 
um, in your business. Like if you're not making money or if you're just kind of like in the starting stages, just letting people know that so that they know that you're not just like messing with them or <laughs> wasting their time. And one of the things that I also remember from one of my internships, um, it was at a museum in Georgia and the director of marketing and I were sitting down stuffing envelopes to send out to like people to raise money. Mm -hmm. He was like, don't ever give someone a task that you wouldn't do yourself. Like we're, we're literally sitting there together. <laughs> you know, stuffing wow. And I mean, I just think that there, there are so many lessons that I'm so grateful for that came from all of these internships and experiences. Um, but at the same time, you have to know like when you're being taken advantage of, um, and I think that's like on the, the intern side of things, when people are taking advantage of you, when they have the resources and they're just like being greedy and stingy with them versus when like you're building something from the ground up, you know? Oh gosh, yes. Well, and I'm bringing you back to Dave Ramsey because he will like, he, I remember on his podcast, he talked about how when they first launched the first book um, and they didn't have, like they had to unload the books out of the truck or something. Mm -hmm. And he was out there with everybody. He's like, I'm going to haul these books, you know, I'm going to unload them. And I think that, uh, yeah, you're right in that even as business owners, like we need to respect the people that are interning or working for us and not take advantage of them and do the hard jobs too, because, mm -hmm. you know, that's a leadership. Exactly. You know, that's, and also like you said, people do take advantage and they just want to pass off the grunt work. And that's not, how, that's not how leadership works. Leadership is by example. So um, certainly when I go to build a team, like I want to still make sure that like I am answering emails sometimes and I am, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not going to be checking up on everybody and micromanaging them, but there, there are definitely going to be things that I'm still going to do because I don't ever want to get to that place where I'm too big or too important or too, you know, fancy. In some exactly. Way. <laughs> exactly. I just think that's important to, to be said. And I mean, there are plenty of people who, like I said, have not had positive experiences with unpaid internships. Um, and I completely get that. And I see that because I can only imagine how people can take, um, take advantage of of the situation, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so it's just something to be mindful of. Like I said, we've been slowly working on expanding and just kind of like really trying to, to find ways to be more sustainable moving forward. Um, so for me, the solution is let's get some interns and like, let's make sure that the experience is relevant to them. Yeah. If there's opportunities that they want, I want them to, to say that so that I can be like, yeah, please do it, you know? Or if you wanna learn this, sure. I'm trying to also find ways that I can like add value to them. So like if they want to start a blog or start making content, let's, let's coach, let's sit down, talk about what you wanna do, how can I help you get there kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, there's always things that you can offer to people that don't always feel obvious or of value to you, but to them, it's like, oh my God, absolutely. Like, I would love to, to sit down and talk with you and help you with whatever I can help you with. You know, I, I'm really big on things being like even or as close to even as possible. Yeah. It just should never be a one-sided situation. For yeah. sure. Well, and you're right that there are definitely things that I'm, the thing is, is that what always comes easy to us doesn't always come easy to other people. Exactly. So even though we think that, oh, I know all this about planning content and social media management and Pinterest, like that's, that may not come easy to the person that I'm 
training on as an intern. It may not be something that they're necessarily like, that's the thing that they want to learn, but that's adding to their toolkit. Exactly. So that was a great, great point about the internship part when we're talking about like outsourcing and, you know, having people bring on interns, like, you know, just, just be kind, just be a kind person, a kind business owner. <laughs> like, you know, that's like, that's the next generation and they're coming up in the world and just help them because it's only going to benefit everybody. Exactly. Uh, this has been so refreshing. I'm so happy that we feel there. encouraged. That is always my goal. <laughs> Because I know you said you feel like you've been stretched thin. So I definitely, um, I hope that I've encouraged you in your business in some way. So, and everybody else listening too. Of course, I'm like being super selfish and I'm like, yes, I feel great. No, <laughs> I mean, I, I think, you know, like we were saying earlier, things kind of come and go. You have times where you're just super busy and you're just like, you have to be very high performing. And then you have other times where you can kind of like sit down and just relax and, you know, you get some tasks done, but it's not, as high energy. Um, so it's just where I am now and I'm, I've accepted it and it's, it's fine. Like I don't, I'm not like, Oh, I'm going to quit. I'm dropping everything. <laughs> you know, I'm, I don't feel anywhere near that, that much of a breaking point, but it's just kind of like a, okay, we have to kick it in the high gear get a couple of things like up and running and like mm-hmm. smooth. And then we can step back and like hopefully be able to be more strategic and intentional with how we spend our time, you know? That's right. Yeah. And in the, the beginning, I guess I should have also said that the beginning process of a business, like the first year or two, you're just hustle. It's all yep. hustle. It's all craziness, but it will settle after a little bit of time. And just, you know, these are some things that you can implement though during that time to try to reduce that, like just craziness and <laughs> overwhelm a little bit. So I love it. This has been so awesome. Thank you so much for imparting all your wisdom on us. (laughs) I'm truly honored. And it is something that I, like I said, I just, I really want to help other women in business just not endure what I went through. So again, I want to give a huge thank you to Joanne for joining us. And I want to thank you for listening. If you guys enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to comment Um, Give us a review, a rating, all the things, subscribe, share it with a friend. And yeah, that's all I've got. All right. Thanks so much. Talk to you next time. Bye.